What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. You're listening to Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio. Okay, so, oh, good morning. This is, <laughs> oh, by the way, there's no guests this morning, so please get ready with your phone calls. And if you are with a Master Gardeners group, we'd love to know what's going on in your group. Uh, if you are doing some sort of a, um, oh, what do you call it, uh, getting new members, uh, now's the time to do it. Or if you're in a garden society and you want new members, um, just, just give us a call and talk about your place. It'll be kind of fun. Uh, 808-5600. It's 415 area code 808-5600. And of course, if you've got some gardening questions, this is the place to come to, uh, to at least get people to think about your gardening problem. You know, we can, we may not know the answer immediately, but we certainly might know it in, uh, you know, with the, uh, the general group that, uh, does gardening and, and finds the answers. Uh, so that's always fun to do. Because when somebody comes up with something, it's like, okay, yeah, I tried that, but it didn't work. Oh, I tried this and it did work. You know, and that's always good to share. So it's 808-5600, um, Bob Tannum in the garden with Edie Tannum. And uh, so the reason I was starting it, it I, I tried to keep count because <clears throat> my dad had always wrote, written a script uh, for his radio show. Now I've got piles of papers here, right? And then I was doing some research on his computer here, which of course I use now, um, and trying to find things that, and so he's got lots and lots of interesting things, uh, research. And I'm thinking, how can this be show number 4,000, right? And that's how it came up. So this should be show 4,000 according to his numbers on his shows. There's the trumpets. <laughs> But mathematically, I couldn't figure it out. You know, I mean, I, I'm bad with math, but I'm, but I really couldn't make the numbers work. But it's okay. We'll just count it as whatever it is, and and come up with some numbers later, and we'll figure it out. Uh, we've got Mike from San Jose who does have an announcement. Good morning, Mike. Uh, Hi, Mike. Uh, a leading source <laughs> of um, camellias and azaleas is Nucio's Nurseries. Um, they're noted for the azalea and camellia hybrids that they produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Wednesday, uh, October 18, at 6.30 p.m., at the Veterans Memorial Senior Center, 1455 Madison Avenue, Redwood City, uh, the San Francisco Peninsula Community of Society and the Deanza Chapter of American Religion Society will feature a program by Tom Nusio of Nusio's Nurseries, and Nusio, Tom Nusio will bring very many azaleas and camellias, which will be raffled off at the meeting, and he will tell about these camellias and azaleas and tell how to take care of them. If you'd like to find out how to take care of camellias and azaleas from an expert uh, mm-hmm. on Wednesday, uh, October 18, at 6.30 p.m., Please come to the Veterans Memorial Senior Center, 14 
55 Madison Avenue in Redwood City. Uh, you can go to um, the Community Society webpage of HTTP um, uh-huh. dot dot slash slash camellias sfpcs dot org. Uh, that's the program is on this Wednesday at six thirty p.m. at the Veterans Memorial Senior Center, fourteen fifty five Madison Avenue in Woodward City, and hope to be a large number of people coming. Uh, thank you, Edie. Okay, wonderful, Mike. Thank you very much. Um, can you repeat the? Is there a website that the Danza chapter has? Well, that's a, uh, the. Is it the SFPC? I think it's uh, the thing that which has the two dots above the other and slash slash C A M E L L I A S S F P C S dot org. That's O-R-G. And it's like P like Paul, C like Charlie, and S like society. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, Uh I think I've got it. And that is uh, is Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. at the Veterans Memorial Senior Center, 1455 Madison Avenue in Redwood City. Uh, Perfect. Quite a few years ago, uh, Bob Hannum gave a demonstration at Uh uh, one of the uh, Camellia shows that the uh, uh, Peninsula Camellia Society put on, mm-hmm. and it was a very good program. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, he was good at public speaking. I, 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 uh, I uh-huh. I'm not, but <laughs> but I'm really, really glad that people have great memories of that as well. Yeah, so, uh-huh. thank you, Mike, for calling. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you, Bob. Yeah, definitely. All right, that leaves the lines open, of course, uh, for anyone else who has some events that they would like to announce. Or if you've got a gardening question, 808-5600, that's 415 area code, 808-5600. Um, apparently my <clears throat> Ambrose is doing his thing. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, so we were I, we were actually trying to do math this morning, and it is definitely not my forte. I remember when I was doing landscape design and... I would do, they, they were consultations mostly, you know, they weren't really the big uh, architecture drawings of landscape, you know, I didn't do that. But I did do a lot of this precursor type thing, like take your measurements and and find out exactly like if you've got a larger shrub that spreads out, you know, you've got five foot centers that you want to plant them in if you're doing a, you know, like a ground cover. And then, um, so I had to do a lot of math when it came to that, but it was not and I can't even tell you what kind of math skill that is. I think it's algebra and geometry, but geometry was anyway. So, so later on in life, here I am working for a fabric store, basically a fabric art store. And I, I still have to do these mathematical equations. And I, you know, I just get to the point where I'm like, Hey, Ernest, do you mind? <laughs> you know, he's my work partner that sits closest. And I'm like, yeah, cause he's got a brain for math and, and there's certain people in my life that I can, little depend on a little bit more. So trying to figure out how this could be show number 4,000 really did kind of boggle me this morning. Now I do have, as I say, piles and piles, I said this already, piles of records of the past shows that my dad would uh, write his little script, mostly because when he would have a guest, um, he would talk about the guest a little bit in his little uh, notes 
And then uh, he never looked at his notes, by the way. He would prepare his show during the week and he would write it all out, especially if there was a guest. Um, and, And he would write notes about the guest, a little bit of background so that he'd be prepared, which I do I do scribbles myself, but uh, when I do have a guest, you know, um, but, you know, so each of these pieces of papers, he printed out, you know, no waste of anything there. He printed out every single show. And so the numbers were there. And so when I started last year, um, over a year ago, actually, the contract was about a year ago. And um, when I started, there was all these papers and I, and I had the notes from the last show. And so it was no big deal. It was kind of, you know, here we go. We do on the numbers. And then, so today 4,000 came up and I sat there and I went, how do you figure out the math? <laughs> well, anyway, so I could not. And, uh, yeah, but he did start in, in the, the 1980s, 85, I believe, uh, or 86. And, uh, on, uh, uh, what was it? KGO at the time with, um, Owen Span. Anyway, so let's go to Cheryl from San Bruno. Good morning, Cheryl. Tell us, uh, ask us a question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh-huh. I had, uh, had asparagus uh, last couple of years, and the one of the ferns makes big red, or not big, tiny red berries with uh-huh. little black seeds inside. Is it worthy to worth anything to plant those seeds? Hmm. Uh, yes, I would say so. But I think you need to, uh, this is something I've not done. I would look up some information about asparagus propagation from seed. Um, it's going to take quite a while. You know, it's going to be something that you need to get the plants to, uh, propagate or, or to germinate, you know, the seeds to, to germinate. Once they're germinated, then it still takes a few more years in order to, to develop the crown. And then from that crown, you'll end up with asparagus, but it's not instant. It's a few years in the making. So whether or not you think it's worth it, that's a good question. And how to get them to, to come up from seedlings, that's something else that's going to be difficult to do. Um, yeah. I think you need to get them to dry out. I think drying them out on the fern is best, right? Okay. You know, letting the whole plant just kind of go to a dry state. And at that dry state, harvest the seed and then put them in the ground next spring. Or if it doesn't take till next spring for them to dry anyway. <laughs> you know, it depends yeah. on the rains and, and all that kind of thing. But uh, yeah. that's what I would do is at, at a, an exact point, or so to speak, uh, pull those um, uh, berries off and then uh, plant them the following season after you let them really go dry. Should you start mm-hmm. them in separate little uh, sure. starter things? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The top growth is what you want to get from the seed the first year. Um, and then you want to get them in the ground the second year. Second and year, and then it would still take years funded. before you mm-hmm. had an asparagus. Yeah, again. exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank yeah. you very yeah. much. You're very welcome. All right, thank you. And if anyone has started asparagus from seed, give us a call. <laughs> Let us know what, what happens. All right, so 808-5600 are the open lines this morning. We are all about you uh, answering your questions this morning and... Uh, trying to make sure that the cat doesn't break the radio equipment here in the studio so we're good there <laughs> he just seems to be overly affectionate this morning i think it's the weather you know this this happens to 
friendly cats. <laughs> That's the way it goes. All right, we'll take an early break if everyone doesn't mind, and I'd like to get your uh, fingers warmed up. It's 808-5600 to call us. That's 808-5600 and 415 area code. And we will uh, connect with you after these messages. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't like in a company, and I don't know like how marketing sales. Yeah, you're a brand, you're a company. Yeah, and like Jay Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah, yeah. To that, remind me not to quote any hip hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said, it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. You're listening to Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio 560 KSO. And uh, we are open for your calls this morning, so there are no guests. We are not going to be interrupted for anything except commercials. So please call us at 800 Wait, what am I talking about? Oh, no. 808. How about 415-808-5600? When I'm not thinking that, that's what happens. That's um, 415 415- 808-5600. That is the station. You'll be greeted by uh, David Farrell, my producer, on the other end of the phone. And he'll put you right on through to me after you let him know the idea of what you want to talk about. So come on in and call. I want to... Um, this week was kind of exciting. I took a day off work, uh, morning off work, and, and I went to New Beginnings. They had a um, Bank of America. Well, I have to mention them. That just happens to be what happened there. Bank of America uh, donated a, uh, a greenhouse kit um, to the New Beginnings garden. And uh, the New Beginnings crew, um, you know, put a, a concrete pad in and... Uh, made the the ground a little bit more level. So it's as level as you can get there. Uh, on the side of the garden, in the front of the area at New Beginnings, uh, Homeward Bound, and um, they had their ribbon cutting ceremony, which was really fun. I was really happy to be there to support David, the head gardener. Um, and he was very happy I was there, but he was so nervous, poor guy. Um, and he was like, you know, trying to figure out what he was supposed to say. And um, basically, it's a seed starting greenhouse so that he can get going on the seasons a little bit earlier. And then uh, the crew that was there from, from Bank of America, it was really fun to have everybody there all in their <clears throat> nice clothes. Uh, helping plant seeds. So everybody grabbed a tray and they brought it out to the, the starting uh, soil mix and put it in the trays. I ended up getting my hands dirty because I couldn't, I couldn't just watch them do the filling of the trays because they would put the powdery soil in the tray, but they wouldn't press it down a little bit in order to make it stay. So when you'd put your finger in to plant the seed, it would sink to the bottom because there was no you know, no soil, not enough soil in there. So I was just like, yeah, you got to put more soil in there, you guys. So I did that. I started to to take over the seed, you know, the, um, uh, the, the soil pushing seed into the seed pack thing. And then, um, and then everybody brought their tray over. They got a, a pack of seeds from David and then they planted all the seeds and got them watered and placed in the greenhouse after writing down what was what. And so that was the the process, and that was the opening ceremony, and it was really fun. It was great to be there, and they did a little television spot for it. They also were, were uh, there was a little rec- recording that ended up on the news to, um, you know, because that's, you know, need a little, little, uh, 
a payback tour, so to speak, so to speak, from the uh, the advertisement. Because Bank of America is trying to change their image a little bit to to become more uh, community oriented. So this was a great little opportunity for them to be able to show that they, you know, that they are interested in the community. So that was cute. I love it. Uh, we've been talking about getting me and David have been talking about getting a new greenhouse out there when. Uh, they tried to move the old one because it was way over into a, a parking lot area that was over near some fruit trees. And I think they're also trying to do some grapevines or something like that against the fence over there. I can't remember. Oh, I thought there was, they were also growing pawpaws. So I don't know if those took off. I think I looked at that area that the, the old greenhouse was in and, and it really looked like they had not developed that uh, into a um, you know, a food growing area. It's more of a ground cover of some sort out there. But the rest of the garden uh, and the whole the, around the entire place is all food oriented. So when they've got trees, they've got fruit trees. You know, when they've got uh, shade trees, well, they had natural oaks. You know, not like, we're not really, I don't think anyone's going to cook with oak. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it's been done. We know that from California history, but still. Um, Anyway, so that's that's the material that they've been working with. So they put the new greenhouse into the garden area, and um, and it's got natural a natural filtered light, and of course then of course the greenhouse is a wooden greenhouse uh, with glass um, all the way around. It's really beautiful. It's small. It's cute. It's really easy to walk in and out of, um, and it takes the place of the greenhouse that they tried to move. That's what I was talking about. They tried to move a greenhouse from the other side of the parking lot, which did not work. It fell apart and it did not have repairable parts. So that's why a new greenhouse was necessary at that point. Uh, but now it's in a good place uh, where it belongs. And uh, over by, there's a compost area there. There's bees nearby. Um, and, the, and then the storage greenhouse, which is what happened with, you know, that he did have another greenhouse, but it was more for storage. So it's um, going to be great. So we planted some lettuce. We, well, what else did we plant? What else did he plant? Uh, oh, um, I think it was some broccoli, Swiss chard for sure. Uh, some fall vegetables um, to get them going in the, in the packs. You know, some, some things that I don't know why they don't grow carrots out there, but they do have things that they've been um, having issues with over time gophers and some other critters that have come in there and started to destroy some of the um started to destroy some of the root areas and he what he does there uh david at new beginnings he does a lot of uh recycled uh fish parts so he'll get a bed a bed started by putting in a whole bunch of fish heads and stuff like that that comes from the kitchen um so it feeds back into the soil and the plants that are planted there and go back into the kitchen as food. So he does the fish heads and all the rest of that material underneath um, the, the new bed, you know, which stretches out in a long pattern. And then he will um, build up the soil from the, from the area and then he will plant, which is great because he's got a lot of gophers and that does deter the gophers from getting there. But there are other, critters that go through the top, which would be skunks and, and uh, raccoons. And so that's where he's got the other problem with that. Um, and then the Rose Garden, it was great to visit the Rose Garden, the garden that's that's uh, directed after my dad. They did try to grow grapes in there. 
Um, but they gave up. <laughs> there was, I was there f to witness the giving up of the grapes, you know, which was growing over the archway that enter, you know, you can enter the garden through. And so it was not a proper place for, for the grapes, unfortunately. And, uh, growing on a, a structure like that, they, there was only like what one, one grapevine planted on each side. And I guess it just never fruited, uh, never had a chance to fruit. It had been there for years. My dad had insisted, I want grapes here. <laughs> but it never worked. So instead of planting them over at New Beginnings, I will be making uh, grapevines covering the front of the of the um, mobile home that, I, that uh, my dad used to live in, that I live in now. So that's what I'm going to do and, and keep the, the grape idea growing. He had the neighbors had grapes and I can still see remnants of the vine, but the, the juniper grew over the roots and that did not do well either. <laughs> so we're still still thinking about landscaping ideas here. And, um, you know, that the mobile home here only has like maybe a two foot stretch uh, at the most um, from here to this, you know, from the front of the of the house to the street. So some logical or, or quick thinking needs to be done. That's why the vine idea came around. Uh, we've got Frank from San Leandro about fruit trees. Good morning, Frank. Hi, Edie. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> hey, quick one. I got some older fruit trees. They're uh, peaches and nectarine. They're, they're quite old. And mm -hmm. I got peach leaf curl, you know, after the fruit and all that. Should I just hit them with some spray now or wait till the leaves drop? Or what do you think yeah. about Frank? Wait until the leaves drop. Because the leaves that are there that are already... Uh, doing their thing, and if there's new leaves that come out, they're not really going to do any harm. Okay. Uh, you know, why waste the spray is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. Plus, it won't carry over till the spring, which is when you really need to stop that stuff. So the most okay. important thing is clean up. You know, do as much okay. as you can to get the leaves off the tree, clean them up, throw them in the garbage, not the compost, um, yeah, right. and get them out of the yard. And then start your spray... Your spray um, well, check out the label on copper. Yeah, I got that, I think copper. Yeah, the copper spray. And uh, see when the most applicable, you know, there's going to be copper, there's going to be a, a dormant spray that you can alternate. But the copper in the spring is the most important spray. Okay, like during the winter, like uh, in a stretch of dry weather. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. November. Yep. November. January, February. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about fertilizer comp or uh, alfalfa. Yeah, alfalfa can be put on any time of the year. So if you haven't done it for a while and you, you know, you locate your bag, you're ready to do something with it, it stays and it does and it, it continues to react and open up the available water and the available fertilizer that the soil provides all the way through the year. So uh, that part's not a big deal. It doesn't push them to grow. So Okay, that's good. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Is it growing? not going to push out growth okay right okay one more about apple tree apple trees sure. uh, liquid copper too or captain jack there's some uh it's an older apple not an older one but an apple tree what do you spray an apple tree non-pit you know not pin fruit well you're talking about the mildew or you're talking about the um the worm i think it has the worms it's a friend of mine's tree and i was going to ask him is it captain jack for that or is it uh copper liquid copper the copper would be for the mildew. So if you've got problems with the new leaves coming out in the spring and they have mildew, then you can zap them. But apples don't need a lot. Uh, yeah. They do recommend an oil spray, right? That's not Captain Jack's or the other. So that would be a dormant oil. Um, 
and that would stop some of the the uh, progression of aphid and that type of thing in the early spring. Um, okay. But I would say that you know if you really want want to get rid of the worms, the organic way is to do the nematodes, and those okay. go on probably closer to February. Before the you you get them you get it in the soil you get it up in the branches you get it done at night um, because as soon yeah. as the nematodes see daylight they they are no no good anymore so you want to make sure that you follow that direction but in the meantime you want to find the cycle of the leaf or the fruit drop right the fruit drops the worm comes out does its chrysalis in the soil okay so yeah. while it's kind of warm you could do the nematode now. But you may still need to do the nematode again in the spring. What about just neem oil? Is neem oil okay for that? Neem oil would be a substitute for dormant oil. So, yes, you could do that, but that would be a winter spray. Okay. On app, you were talking about apple tree, right? Apples. Apple tree. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. And okay. that's because of the, the, you know, maybe aphid and that type of thing. But it doesn't do anything for the worm. Hmm. Okay. So you have to have those nematodes for the worm? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. So if you've got a big problem... Bite the bullet and do the, the nematodes to make sure that they do a cycle because they're good. Once you get them in the soil, um, they will stop that cycle for a good two years, if not three or four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. Appreciate the help. Have a good day. Sure. You too. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Our call numbers are 808-5600. That's 415 area code 808-5600. And we're going to take a break, and we'll be back after these messages. So get your fingers going. Thanks. <laughs> this is Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio 560 KSFO. Garden with E.D. Tannum. We are taking calls this morning at 415-808-5600. Just in case you hadn't figured that out by now, that is 415-808-5600. It's good when I say it nice and slow. Um, yeah, so did anyone see that, that prize-winning pumpkin over there at Half Moon Bay? The guy in Minnesota? Um, oh, wow. They broke the broke the world record this year. So if you hadn't heard that news, there you are. You've got it now. Pumpkins. Yeah, so whoever's got their pumpkins, did anyone grow pumpkins this year? How big did yours get? Did you ever have a chance to weigh it? Um, can you just not move it right now? Yeah, uh-huh. I had a neighbor uh, out in Santa Venetia who grew very large pumpkins every year. I don't know. Uh, and then they would put it out toward Halloween. They'd put it out um, out on their porch and it would last until Christmas. But they were usually very big. I'm When when I mean big, I mean not the ones that you have to put in the pickup and try to maneuver with a, a forklift. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but they were... Well, I think you needed a forklift anyway, but they were large. They were uh, certainly as big as a table, um, you know. And so what do you do to grow those big pumpkins? There's been several books out there, you know, written out by by winners and, you know, what you do to protect it from the sun. What do you do to protect it from the, the ground worms and uh, that type of thing? So there's a lot to pumpkin growing. I think it's a whole science, obviously. And uh, congratulations to the winners. Um because there's always a second place too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's that, that and well, lottery. It's been kind of an exciting week for some people, I guess. Anyway, um, so here we are, 808-5600, answering your gardening questions or come on in and tell us about some talk that your group is putting on. 
uh, you know, usually what happens is people who are local will go and do it. It's not like you're going to make a, a you know a whole a whole big uh, crowd at something. You know, I'm still looking forward to the um, possible. We have to wait on the weather. Possible winter gar uh, winter show. Yeah, or dark you know, nighttime show of the railroad garden that I was I visited early on uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm hoping that uh, that the weather holds out, and I'm hoping to be able to see that the show of lights, you know, that uh, this town comes alive at night. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope that he's able to put that on and and have a crowd, and I'll let you guys know hopefully in advance um, uh, before he has this, and it'll be in a weekday evening. Um, so that's all I know. So what are you? What are your plans for for Halloween? What else did I want to talk about? Um, new beginnings, uh, fish. We did that, and the people who were there to do the greenhouse opening, they'll be coming back in a couple of weeks um, to see how their seedlings do, and then they'll be planting them out in the garden. There was a large patch that they seem to have totally given up on, which I totally understand why of uh, zucchini and it was in the courtyard which I thought was a very strange place to grow them but that's where they were so I thought well okay and they stopped being able to be pollinated and you have to understand that the the courtyard has constant you know people coming through it constantly um the residents of the new beginnings uh area so it was not a place where the bees were attracted to so uh, we thought, well, maybe we'll attract some flies in that area. Then, of course, the residents got all, so they had to shake the zucchini out. It just wasn't happening. They weren't being pollinated. All right, so let's go to um, Ed in San Francisco. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Edie. I have a question about uh, indoor plants that need to be repotted. Uh-huh. I've got three of them, and I was wondering when to do it and how to prep the soil, what soil to use, anything else uh, you might have to suggest? Yeah, basically I would still sp- I would still stick to an indoor organic potting soil or potting soil that's organic for outdoor use. Uh, either way, as a potting soil has a sand that will help the uh, drainage well. You know, that's kind of what you need for, for the houseplants. Um so that's okay. what I use. I use I use the EB stone or the the uh, master nurseries, whatever they call it, potting soil, uh, or Fox Farm makes a good product as well. But just make sure that it's potting soil, not planting mix. And then it depends on the type Very of good. plant. You know, if it's tipping over the pot and you need to get a a better weight on the root area uh, to hold the plant up, you know, instead of having it fall over. Uh, then I would say that um, you can plant it any time of the year that that's necessary. Soak the root system real well before you get it out of the pot. Break up the roots so that they're loose but not broken too much. Okay. Uh, and then when you plant and no matter it, what sure I do, mm-hmm. go ahead. And no matter what I do, the plant's going to go into a little bit of a shock. I think so. It depends on the type of plant. I did a, a ficus the other day. Um, and I, you know, I That's really didn't one of the lose. Plants. Yeah, I didn't lose much. Um, he was happy outdoors because it was warm. Then I brought him, you know, for about a week I left him outside and then I brought him in. Um, but then the weather started to change. So that's kind of when I did it. But uh, he seems to be perfectly happy. He's putting on new growth. So, and I didn't do much. Oh, gosh. 
I'm trying to remember what I did. Well, I had some alfalfa pellets. Way be careful when you use alfalfa inside. I put them down. I put a little bit of soil. I put like a like maybe a half a handful of of alfalfa. The the plant was pretty big. Half a handful, and then I put more soil, and then I put the plant, and then more soil to pot it up. Right. Uh, in that case, the alfalfa is not exposed, but it will still feed the plant. So the plant's really happy right now. I've got the alfalfa, and uh, I will follow uh, your directions there with sure. the potting soil, indoor or outdoor potting soil. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And soak the roots uh, yeah, before. Before. Yep. Sounds, exactly. sounds good. Thank All you right so then. much. Enjoy and good luck with everything. Bye-bye. Make sure one thing: don't make make sure that they're not planted too deep. You know, you certainly have to leave a little little, little bit extra, you know, area for water when you're watering them, depending on how you water. But make sure that you don't cover that top top root area any lower than it already is in that pot. Okay. As you always say, with the, every plant mm-hmm. you plant, keep that root ball above the soil. Yep. Yeah, little color. Show the collarbone. There you go. Sounds good. Thank you All right, so much. thanks for calling. Absolutely. Let's go to Louise from uh, Louise from Oakland. Good morning, Louise. Good morning. Good, good morning. Mm-hmm. I'm calling for one of my neighbors that um, lives mm-hmm. on a hillside, and she's had ivy growing in her yard for years, but she neglected it. Now she has a lot of uh, empty spaces where the ivy died back but she wants to start it back again, so I thought I would call and ask how do you treat the root cuttings to get them to grow again in her yard in the bare spots? Okay, it's against my better judgment because I've been fighting ivy all my life. (laughs) No, but uh, what you want to do is to search back into the living ivy, right? And find right. a an area that has put in some good root, okay? Then uh-huh. you would dig it up, it up, literally dig that up from that spot and move it over to the other. Why it died where it died could be from soil compaction or... There was no water. It, she just right. didn't take care of it at all. And now I've got a lot of bit bad um, bare spots mm-hmm. that she right. wants. To get the ivy growing back, and it doesn't seem to want to grow where you want it to grow. Never does. No, not at all. It grows up the fence and tears down the fence when you're not looking. <laughs> if you like the fence, it'll tear it down. If you don't like the fence, it won't tear it down at all. <laughs> but I would say that that's the best way to do it. You've got to make sure that that area will collect water. You know, and that that's pretty much the thing is, like, if it doesn't get the winter water, it's not going right, to survive I told in the summer. Her. Yes, I suggested that she wait until we got some more rain yes, before absolutely. she tried. But um, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. wondering about taking the cuttings from the root, you know, the ivy that's well, growing. Yeah, I you can take cuttings now and start them in a flat. Oh, okay. That you know, sounds um, good. Mm-hmm. And then go ahead and get them to root. So once they root, then you can transplant them out. That's not a problem. Uh, right. You could probably get tons of cuttings at this time of year. But yeah, so that's right. that's another way to do it. In my yard in Santa Fe, I, I would just dig up portions of it. But there are areas where it just does not want to grow, and that would be because the soil is so compact. And when it rains, uh-huh. it 
stays wet for just that amount of time and then dries out to concrete in the summer. So okay, you gotta, so gotta condition. she should uh, cut uh, some cuttings off mm -hmm. and put them in a different um, container so right. that she can keep them watered. Right. And Every then day. later on put them in mm -hmm. the ground. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Thank you Sounds very good. much. You're welcome, Louise. Thank you for calling. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to be back with uh, Grace. I hope that's okay if you hang on there. And we'll be call finishing up our, our um, show with more calls, 808-5600, 415, area code 808-5600. Be right back. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is Talk Radio 560 KSFO. You're listening to Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio 560. Oh, welcome back to Bob Tannum in the Garden. We still have some calls here. Uh, we've got Grace from Cape Coral, Florida. Good morning, Grace. How are you today? I'm fine, but I am a Californian at heart. Aww. <laughs> and California beats Florida, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, I can tell well, you listen, that, I wanted, too. I wanted to talk about old trees. Uh, mm -hmm. My advice is continual good common sense care. I have a 75-year-old Santa Rosa plum tree, and come spring I can't even keep up with the fruit. And mm -hmm. I also have a fig tree that's about that old. And I can't can food fast enough to keep up with what they produce. It's okay. always a contest between me and the big old blackbirds. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. By the way, I listen, I listen to you on my Alexa, so thank heavens I still get KSFO. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> you thank you for that. And I love the show. I love the show. Well, thank you very much for that. I, it's funny. I, I get calls. I mean, I, I know the calls from Texas because they, they are also, as you say, California transplants. <laughs> um, and then, I, I, you know, there's this one guy that found me from Florida that moved moved from New Jersey. And I'm like, he didn't have a California, a, uh, you know, background. He's so snowbird, but he hasn't visited yeah. California. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, I talk to snowbirds all the time at my other job. The artists move to Florida, and then they go back to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, they come the down from October through December. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, definitely. And so, when it gets below 80 degrees, Floridians put uh -huh. on a heavy jacket. Yeah. Well, you know, the Southern California is a little bit like that, too. You know, I have a girlfriend in San Diego and uh, she just moved out to the desert. But yeah, she just bought a wool, uh, a wool shawl from us and uh, from my the, the company I work for during the week. And she was like, she was just like, oh, it fits. And then she washed it and she goes, and it shrunk. And I'm like, yeah, it's wool. <laughs> you really have to be careful how you wash it. And I warned her the moment she bought the, she got it in her hands. I said, be careful when you wash it. You know, and she goes, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she did. She was very careful. Not and, quite. 
<laughs> she said it was too big for the sink, so she had to wash it in the washing machine. But uh, even on oh, a delicate si cycle, it, it did shrink. But it didn't felt too much, so that was good. But she had gotten it. San Diego, when it gets cold, 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very fun. So did you have a question on how to how to maybe make less fruit from the trees or or are you okay with I have what a you good got? Friend. I have a good friend who loves to preserve too. That's oh, the that works. But the, the the fruit is just wonderful. Just wonderful. So I now I will tell you during World War II I had a backyard full of chickens and I have great soil. Uh huh. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's probably one reason it's done so well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But just patience agree. and during wintertime, my poor plum tree looks like it's a escapee from a horror movie. It's <laughs> horrible. But come springtime, it is absolutely glorious. Oh yeah, the 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 blossoms that come out on the on the plum in the spring are wonderful. Plus, they're fragrant. That's nice. But I think if you just kept regular regular good gardening practice, mm -hmm. that's what has kept it alive all these years. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's a bonus if you have chickens, but, you know, as I was describing the uh, New Beginnings well, we Garden. we don't now, the... but we did during World War II, and believe me, yes. it got well fertilized. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Is it I the same the show, tree? <laughs> keep up with the show because it's... Pardon? Yeah. Oh, was it the same tree? Keep up with the show. It's wonderful. Okay. Thank you, Grace, and thanks for calling all the way from Florida. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we've got lines open, 808-5600. That's 415 area code. That's uh, 808-5600. And remember that on Sunday morning. That's my memory going. And uh, so just have wondered if you had any good questions. Um, as you know, think about things that you can put in the soil. And the other, the other advice, uh, the reason I was mentioning the alfalfa and the ficus is not to put it, I would not put it on top of the, of the plant. You definitely don't necessarily want your house to smell like a barn. And that's what will happen if you've got the alfalfa on top of the soil. So that's not when you would put alfalfa in house plants. You would only use it one time when you transplant and make sure it's got good drainage because that's, that will leak out a lot. Uh, it'll provide the plant with a lot of good fertilizer, you know, or, or um, fertilizer opening met me metabolism, uh, but it will not, um, it would not put off the fragrance if it's in the soil or down below the soil. You don't put too much because uh, when it, you do water, that will come out the bottom too. And that will also have this, the, the stink of the, of the barn. So just be cautious with it. It was just um, something I decided to try with the ficus benjamina that I was transplanting. And uh, so far, it's worked out great, and I don't smell like a barn. I smell like, you know, it's whatever, <laughs> whatever it happens. But anyway, so um, a gift-giving season is, is upon us, or or you might consider uh, taxable, you know, or tax donations this time of year. And I'm going to be having a, a group come on. Um, you know, one part of it will be the New Beginnings and another part of it will be some other associations uh, in the Bay Area uh, where gardening is part of their uh, giving back um, and teaching gardening and having people come out. When I was over at New Beginnings, there was a group, and I forgot to get the name, and I will get it by next week. Uh, and I'm also going to have them on the show um, next month, I believe. And uh, they were, she was, she, she, uh, Sandy came over, Sarah. 
Sarah, that's her name. Sarah came over with her group, and I recognized one of the, the um, one of the boys, men, that uh, was with her group that was doing some gardening. And there are there the children have oh gosh the children the the um, kids no the adults. It, I'm sorry, it's, it's hard to wrap my my mind around it because I've always thought of of that, uh, and it's it's not correct. Um, where the men and the women that came with her were learning about gardening by doing. And that was what was so, so great because they're all autistic and they, they have that issue with communication. They have that issue with, uh, following direction, but they were all doing this as they were almost all seasoned. They were learning something, giving back to the soil, you know, correcting things in, that garden area. And of course, they were all different degrees of showing autism, right? Um, and this one guy, this one gentleman, I have seen him for the last 25 years. Um, I've known him for about 25 years, not, not known him. I haven't had conversations with him, but uh, he lived in Santa Venetia and he would be up and down the road, taking the bus, doing this and doing that for you know, to get to where he was going. And so I knew him, he'd always wave, he'd always smile. Um, and so it was a, a daily, a, a day, a twice daily thing. So whenever I'd be home, uh, let's go to Joan from Santa Fe. Anyway, he was there helping. How can I help you, Joan? <laughs> oh, hi, Edie. I've got a Meyer lemon that's a few years old in a large pot. And um, it's got lots of new little lemons. It's doing that part well, but it's got uh-huh. a lot of yellow leaves that are falling off. Mm-hmm. I've been okay. feeding it with the citrus food, but should right. I give it something else? Alfalfa. alfalfa and the uh-huh. reason the alfalfa, alfalfa does a lot of different things. It's a very, very, very mild material that the plants can use when they when it breaks down. But it uh-huh. also kind of opens up the pores to get the food to do the right thing. So, okay. however, that microbial, microbial reaction is yeah. with the alfalfa, it's very handy. So, I okay. put a couple of handfuls around that, about three handfuls around Perfect. that tree. Perfect. And then let Thank it do you its very thing. Much. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Uh, Carlotta, we might have one minute. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. and Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.